interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Welcome to the 2023 Dakar Rally Edition of the Chasing Waypoints Podcast. Bringing you daily updates as competitors take on over 5,000 miles in 15 days across the Arabian Peninsula. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any updates. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Waypoints for more updates and news from the bivouac. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what is going on, guys? Here we go. Stage one, 2023 Dakar Rally. So look at that. Oh, yeah. For those of you guys playing the home game, I finally automated that. Look at that. Isn't that so smooth? It's just really smooth. Okay, anyway, just progressing here. We are talking 2023 Dakar Rally, and it is stage one. Running a little bit behind, spent a bunch of time on the airplane uh, over the last couple of days and or over the last day, and then right to work this morning, got home at like 2 a.m. or something like that, and was up and about and ready, headed to work at like 5 a.m. So this episode is coming to you late, but we got stage one and two, and as a matter of fact, as I'm recording this, Stage number three is getting ready to get underway, but we're going to get you guys caught up on stage number one. We'll grab another episode for stage two preview of three uh, with some of the happenings. So if you guys have been paying attention, you've been playing the home game, you've been following along on the app, uh, you've figured out a lot of this information, you've been seeing it, but let's work through it together. Let's see what we got going on here. So, okay, first of all, one of the biggest changes this year is like, okay, before you could go onto the website, the Dakar website, and you had all of the links, the tracking and everything there. Well... That changed a little bit. This year, everything is on the app, so it is a little bit more tricky to get to. I caught a lot of people off of guard, uh, which we'll talk about some off-guard stuff here in about stage one here in just a second. Uh, but it's nice to have it here in one place. You know, you got a couple of different things going on. you got to manipulate the pages. So as we go through this information, bear with me. I'm working on the iPad, working stuff out, and, and trying to get through it as quickly as possible for you guys. But how was everybody's New Year? Huh? Do we have do we have a good New Year? I think it was a I think it was a pretty good uh, pretty good one. Spent it in Minnesota, uh, a little bit of cold weather, eh? Uh, but you know it was a lot of fun. So, all right. Anyway, all right. Stage one done and in the books. Let's go back and if you guys heard the last episode, you heard the recap. You kind of have an idea of what that stage was about. Uh, so let's go back and take a look at it so we know. Uh, what these guys were up to here. So stage one info on that stage. All right. So on January 1st, it was a total of 603 kilometers, 368 of those going to be by way of racing. So actual your actual SS or your super special or special stage, selective stage, you know, a bunch of different terminology for it. But the idea behind it is, is that is the timed portion. That is your racing. That is your full on. How fast can I get to the other end of this section? But there are some tricks there. So 368 racing kilometers is what they had. So for those of us on this side of the pond, it's 228 miles uh, with a total kilometers of 603. They also had a 145 mile liaison in there. So remember, guys, liaison is the commute between the 
bivouac or the pits, the start of the special stage, or the end of the special stage and the bivouac. So it could be divided up a little bit differently. In this case, it was actually a little heavy on the back end, which means short liaison in the morning, longer liaison in the afternoon. Uh, so that's how it ran down to uh, total. Their first gas stop after the uh, arrival was going to be 100 kilometers. Uh, then another one at 139. So they've got a couple of different things going on there. But 240. Here we go. So from the bivouac to the first gas stop, 247 kilometers. From that gas stop to the next gas stop, 163 kilometers. And then that was going to wrap, bring them home to the bivouac, which was going to be 193 kilometers between that last gas stop at the ASS or arrive special stage. From there, uh, competitors bright and early, 6.10 in the morning, 8.55 uh, for the vehicles, but 6.10 in the morning for all of the motorcycles. They had a first section was 42 kilometers for them in the morning. So remember, we were just saying that short liaison in the morning, 193 kilometers in the afternoon. So that was just your time set or untimed sections. That was just commuting. Uh, stage breakdown, 17% of it was sand, 60% of it dirt, 15% tarmac, 1% stone, 7% dunes. That was the run, roughly the breakdown of that stage, uh, stage number one. So what did that look like? Well, let's talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk a couple different things here, but one of the first things we're going to talk about is the Americans came to play. There's been a couple of comments I've made about that, uh, but the reason I've brought that up is very, very simple, is we now have, and as you guys will find out, we've got some podiums and we've got some Americans on there. So this is, I think, one of the first times that I can remember that the guys come out swinging. So Ricky Brabeck taking the top honors uh, after some penalties on that first stage with these guys uh, for the Dakar. Let me see here. Go back to the app here. All right. So Ricky Brabeck uh, swinging out front. So finishing with the top time of three hours and 31 minutes and 10 seconds. He was going to be followed by Kevin Benavides, uh, brother Luciano Benavides, also Skyler House's teammate. Uh, Kevin Benavides on the KTM factory bike, K Red Bull KTM factory racing bike and finishing just 44 seconds behind Ricky Brabeck after the dust settled. So Ricky Brabeck on that Monster Energy Honda team. Kevin Benavides on the Red Bull KTM factory racing team. And then he was the rookie last year. And this time around, actually picking up a third on stage number one, Mason Klein on the BAS World KTM racing team, finishing an additional 44 seconds. So 331.54 actually finished exactly tied with Kevin Benavides. So Ty went to the runner. Kevin Benavides took that one up front. Uh, then that was that is your top three on stage number one. And then from there, you have John Beretta Bort on the Monster Energy JB team with a 332.20, finishing one minute and 10 seconds behind the leader. Toby Price in the number five spot, Red Bull KTM Factory Racing, 332.59, one minute and 49 seconds back. Daniel Sanders in that number six spot on the Red Bull Gas Gas Factory Racing Bike, three minutes, 33 Three hours, 33 minutes, and 150 back from the leader. Pablo Quintanilla in the number seven spot. Monster Energy Honda team, 333.07. He finished one minute and 57 seconds back. Did you guys notice this trend? Like, literally everybody's on top of each other. 331, 331, 331, 332, 
three minutes and seven seconds back from the leader. Adrian Van Bever, a newcomer to the Monster Energy Honda team, 3.34.57, and finishing three minutes and 47 seconds back. Top 10, Matthias Walkner running that one out. Red Bull KTM Factory Racing, three hours, 36 minutes, and 51 seconds, finishing 5.41 behind the leader. All right, so here comes the fun part. Two things on this stage that was very interesting. If you guys listened to last year's episodes, last year's show, you know a little bit about this whole like Dakar swing, right? You don't want to finish up too high. You don't want to finish too low. You kind of want to be in that sweet spot so that your next day, your starting order, you're a little bit back. You got some tracks to follow. You got all of this stuff. That swing literally would start from the prologue, right? Everybody sandbagging the prologue, trying to do this stuff and trying to get this stuff. Okay, well... Here's what happened. And if you guys heard the first episode, this was something that I was still not aware of yet, but they were actually doing is, is that they actually took and multiplied the stage time, the prologue stage time by a factor of five. So what they did is they took the time there, multiplied it, and then added it to your stage one time. So now what you're doing is, is that if you're playing games already in that prologue, trying to get slick, trying to figure out, like, I'm going to hedge my bets here. Like, okay, well, I know I'm as fast as Toby, hypothetically speaking, because there is no way in hell I'm as fast as Toby. Uh, Or actually, come to think of it, there's no way as hell I'm fast as anybody in that field. But anyway, I digress. The idea behind it is, is that if you know where you're at, you know your riding ability, you could kind of guesstimate like, you know what, Hmm, I'm going to quote unquote miss a shift here and quote unquote, I'm going to blow this corner and I'm going to let off a little bit early. I'm purposely trying to shave a little bit of time and trying to do this stuff. Well, now you're playing with fire because now it's worth five times as much when you lose time. So eh, it gets a little dicey trying to figure it out. And then the fact, then they add that into your prologue time, that prologue time into your stage one time, and then that is going to change the starting order, right? So remember, your finishing order is the next day's starting order. So the finishers of the stage one, so prologue, then they get their starting order. Stage one, they get that time added onto it. The finishing order of stage one is now your stage two start starting order, so on and so forth. So... In this case, so yeah, we had those guys there. Uh, they finished up. So again, Brabeck, Benavides, Mason, uh, top three there for that one. That was on stage one. And then they let out for stage two. Okay, the other one, and this is something that we were talking about. So if you guys remember playing the home game, we were talking about speed zones. So speed zones are very important in the game of rally because in the game of rally, it's not just about how fast you can go, right? You got to navigate clean. You got to ride quick. And you got to make sure you get those waypoints like you know where they were at. Well, there's more rules to it. And that includes inside and outside of the time special. So there are certain things known as neutralizations. A neutralization is basically, uh, you guys remember that movie Wayne's World? You know, the car comes with a car and you know, it's like, all right, game on. Okay. Same concept, right? Just imagine you're getting into a neutralization. It's basically saying, hey, okay, we're going to pause the race here. And then we're going to give you this much time here. And then you're going to continue on once that time expires. So that's the neutralization. Neutralizations, you can see them. Like, for instance, I see that with a Baja Rally. Uh, like, say, for instance, in a gas stop, right? And a neutralization will be five minutes, 15 minutes. 
you know, 10 minutes, whatever. It, it, it's a certain amount of time that everybody's going to get that amount of time. And that's your get your gas, get your goggles, load your road book, you know, uh, whatever, you know, duct tape the seat, you know, something, right? You got a certain amount of time to get it done and then you got to go. And your clock starts, your clock starts. So uh, in some cases, depending on the organization, they may issue penalties and all that stuff. But the main part of this to remember is a neutralization is basically a pause in the race. Well, in this case, that doesn't exempt you from all of the rules. So there are, and it caught more than a few riders out. This was one of the first things I heard coming back uh, from one of the guys in the bivouac was the 130 kilometer an hour speed zone that was in this neutralization that wasn't necessarily fourth, like right in the road book. So again, for those of you playing the home game, when you're looking at a road book, they usually will call out your speed zones. Now, in this year's Dakar, it's a little bit tricky because you've got really, at one point now, you had two speed zones you had to worry about. One is an overall speed limit of 160 kilometers an hour. So that speed limit is everywhere, no matter what. If you're flat out on a dry lake bed, you better be at 159 kilometers per hour and not at 160. Or if you're one of the brave, you're right at 160, which is on the money. You're playing with fire, but in a marked distance, the fastest way from one point to the other is going to be right on that buzzer or right on that speed limit. So we understand about the 160 kilometer speed limit. Everybody knew that one. And in talking to them, it was, you know, well, there was this 130 kilometer an hour speed limit that was out of nowhere. That was not in the road book. There wasn't generally discussed that from my understanding, you know, 7,000 miles away. And so Obviously, it was going to lead to some issues. There were some penalties there. They believe it was about four-minute penalties for the one particular rider. But in the end, um, I I kind of called it in the sense that, okay, well, if it's not in the road book, then how do you enforce that? How do you know everybody was enforced like oh, it was in the road book? So enough teams, I believe, protested it, and it ended up being reversed. Uh, so they, they did away with those penalties. Still you still had the prologue time plus your stage time of stage one that was going to determine your starting order for stage two. So that is what made things a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting uh, heading into the next day. So let's see here. All right. So what it looked like then for stage two, once the times were factored in and everything. uh, Well, actually, wait, let's not, let's not jump to stage two yet. We're going to do, we'll do an own episode for stage two here in just a few minutes. So you guys will be hearing this as stage one. Stay tuned because stage two is going to be right behind this as soon as I get this one uploaded. So, all right, let's see here. So stage one, we already knew, we know the tail of the tape. We knew how long it was going to be. Uh, so definitely a longer liaison, a longer stage, you know, 600 kilometers right off the bat. Uh, so looking at about roughly 300, uh, about 380 miles total. So that is a, that is a good day. That is a long day. That's not, you know, a short, you know, oh, you know, no big deal kind of thing. As I'm getting alerts right now that, uh, racers are starting for their stage three. Okay. Anyway, so long enough day getting right, right to work, you know, going to put in the work, going to do that. And it was definitely a day. There was a lot of reports that I did hear a lot of guys getting blown out right away early, early on in the stages. One of the biggest ones, Sam Sunderland, uh, unfortunately having a wreck and not going to be able to continue his Dakar, his 2023 Dakar, which absolutely sucks. As you guys know, he was the winner of last year's event, put in a good work, obviously was ready and hungry for this year's event. And well, 
something caught him off guard. And that wasn't the only one. We did see a few different spills out there. We did see a few different things. Um, but in the end, obviously, it was a lot of fun. A lot of guys were... It was a challenging stage. It wasn't the fastest for everybody. Uh, I think it did take a little bit longer than they thought it was going to be. But hey, you know what? Everybody made it in. So speaking of everybody, guys, there's remember we talked about there's 11 competitors from the United States that are over there. Uh, so not just Ricky Brabeck, Mason Klein or Skylar Howes, but you've also got Jacob Argybright. You've got Ace Nilsson, and then you've got the uh, American Rally Originals and you also have Peter Anschlevec. And so we got a few guys to, to kind of keep up with NC. So let's look a little bit at what their rankings were, what their days were. Uh, while we do that, I have got so uh, in speaking with and I've been talking directly with the guys from the ARO. Obviously, it was a challenging day. We had a lot of stuff going on for those guys. Uh, but I do have a, a sound clip to play you guys here. Uh, this is from David Pearson. Uh, while he was in the bivouac getting ready to start stage two. So let me play this for you guys really quick. Keep us all in. Start a stage two. We're going to use it very much, but it helps us once in a while. So please cast. Hello, everybody. Uh, we got through stage one. All the ARO team made it through the day. There was some carnage. Uh, some top guys went out. Some mid guys went out. It was a rocky, crazy terrain. Uh, we did a little bit of dune section, which comparable to Sonora was not the same. And uh, we're all getting prepped and ready to leave Cracker early this morning. So uh, thanks everybody for keeping uh, track on us and we will see you on the next day. All right. So that was David Pearson with the American Rally Originals and checking in with him and what he had, uh, how their day was going on. And obviously it was, uh, it was a challenging day. Uh, we will we will say I do have uh, some other stuff and we'll be sharing. So if you guys aren't already following, you want to be following the American Rally Originals uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I am sharing some of their uh, posts and some of the stuff that they're sending over to me uh, so that you guys can keep uh, keep an eye on them and, and what they are doing. So definitely, uh, definitely a lot of fun with that one. So, OK, with that being said, let's uh, let's see what the tail of the tape went for these guys. So let me look them up really quick here on the Dakar app. Uh, let me see. Um, all right. The Pearson brothers. So actually, I'm, I'm kind of digging the app, right? It it took a little bit of work to to kind of get used to it. Like, OK, this is how, you know, how you do this. But actually, it's not as bad as I thought. You know, you can do a quick search here. Uh, looking, you know, for the rally original guys. Uh, let's see here. Right. And then that one there. Okay. So we've got Mr. Neff. Paul Neff was doing good. He was on the pipe. Uh, all right. And then Mr. McCoy. Sorry, I know you guys. I'm just killing airtime. You guys are like, dude, why is it? Why doesn't he have this ready already? Well, we are just firing this off for everybody here, and then of course, Mister Mo Hart. Let me see. Right. Okay, let's see here. Why isn't this? See, that's what I get. I'm like, oh, yeah, like the app is so great. 
and then all of a sudden it's not. Oh, here we go. Uh, user error. Okay, so here's how it went down. So, uh, American Rally Originals for the day, stage one for those guys. Kyle McCoy was going to be the fastest out of the group, finishing with four hours, 44 minutes, and 41 seconds, finishing one hour, 13 minutes, and 31 seconds behind the leader. Uh, David Pearson finishing 84th for the day, four hours, 50 minutes, 42 seconds, one hour, 19 minutes, and 32 seconds behind. Then you have Paul Neff. He is going to be your number 101 finisher, 50607, 134, 57 behind the leader. Then you've got Jim Pearson, number 115 finishing. He is one, excuse me, that is a 52727. One hour, 56 minutes, and 17 seconds behind. And then 132, Mo Hart, six hours, 45 minutes, and 32 seconds, finishing three hours, 14 minutes, and 22 seconds off the lead time. So, great showing. You know, one of the biggest things, and I gotta, um, and I gotta say, and I talked a little bit about this, um, and if you guys heard the episode when talking to Dave and Jim Pearson uh, about this, it was interesting to see, you know, like the mentality, right? You know, I just went over these numbers and I'm not even sure that any of the guys on the team know these numbers uh, necessarily. They may know them because of their starting order for the next day or whatever it is. But one of the biggest things that they kind of touched on that I saw was, you know, hey, it's this time it's Americans. It's this time getting a team across the line. So they're really focused on that part of it and coming in. I know that Mo has had a couple of hard days uh, already and doing some navigation and just some rocky stuff and terrain and things like that. But there's a finish each day and that is the goal. And that's what these guys have been doing. So absolutely hats off to them. It is not an easy achievement. One to even get there and set foot there, especially with these guys working as a team together all abroad. The first time they literally all were in the same place was when they all touched down uh, in, uh, in the city and, and when they were on their way to sea camp, which is the magic city that the, uh, Dakar and ASO put together in the middle of nowhere. So I'm absolutely stoked to follow these guys and seeing what these guys are doing and working on. So I'm hoping for, you know, I'm hoping for some better results. You know, these guys are, are absolutely doing, I mean, the, the result that we are looking for right now, just to be honest is, is the finish, right? We want all of these guys across the line. I want to see all five of these guys on the stage. Actually, I want to see all of the Americans, right? You still have Peter Angelovic. You still have Joe, Jacob Argybright, and you still have Ace Nilsson on top of the guys, you know, Ricky Brabeck, Mason Klein, and Skyler Howes. You know, you got those guys there. So there's a big team there. We want all of these guys across the line. And like I said, you know, already based on the first couple of days, the stage results that have come through, you know what? The Americans came to play. And I'm absolutely stoked to see that. And I'm thinking that this is going to continue on. So I'm really excited for it. Let's get through it. Uh, Let's take a look at, and before we get too too far ahead of ourselves, let's go back. We're going to wrap this show up. We're going to wrap up the stage one recap. Uh, Let's go into the sporting app and let's talk about stage number two. What are these guys going to be up against? So info for stage number two. Here we go. Total kilometers going to be 590 kilometers, so a slightly shorter day than yesterday. Uh, what is that going to be? It is 430 kilometers of racing or 267 miles. Then they're going to add another 99 miles of that for commuting. So that is going to be, uh, again, remember the liaison part of it. So liaisons, right, it's commuting from this 
bivouac to the start line or the finish line to the bivouac or pits. Uh, so the first day though, this is the interesting one. And I did speak briefly with Larry, uh, you know, Mason's dad about, uh, I should say Mason Klein's dad about what they were doing and, and the motor ra- motorhome race begins. So now, uh, they're moving. This is the first day that they had to actually move. They ended up moving about 425 kilometers, uh, four times six, 204. So they had to drive about 250 miles. If you're here, okay. You're like, you know, to prim or something like that. I don't know if you're in Southern California and you're headed out to Vegas, that's the references that I have, right? It seems like I always want to go to Vegas. Okay. So that is the total distance that these guys are doing. So let's talk a little bit about how the stage breaks down. So from the bivouac to the depart special stage, 159 kilometers, then they are going to do another 150 kilometers. That is for the stage start. That is the first chance for them to get gas, second chance for them to get gas, and the first neutralization comes at kilometer 150. So it's 150 kilometers after the start of the special where they are going to have their first neutralization to pick up gas. Then they're going to go an additional 118 kilometers to get to neutralization number two. That is the second gas stop. After that, it is straight home to the bivouac. As far as gas goes, it's another 163 kilometers. No gas after the last arrived special stage uh, with the, let's see, with a short, uh, with a shorter commute. So the road section, this case for stage number two, stage number two, the liaison was front loaded. So they had a longer ride in the morning and then a very short ride in the evening. Actually, the ride in the evening was less than a mile or yeah, it was one kilometer. So to get uh, from the arrived special stage or the finish line to the actual bivouac or to the pit. So it must have been right around the corner. All right. Let's talk about the breakdown on this one. So 14% of today's or stage twos is going to be sand. Then you've got another 59% of dirt, zero tarmac, 26% stones, 1% dunes, and 0% uh, lago seco. So no dry lake beds for today. Guys are going to have to keep it... uh, keep it spicy as fast as they can in some of this terrain. So I won't give away some of the stuff we've already heard, but stage two was definitely a doozy. All right. So from sea camp to bivouac, 158 kilometers, 158 kilometer road section a. So that's just so they know there. All right. Stage start time for these guys today for stage number two bivouac. First departure was at 5 a.m. And then the first bike was going to leave the depart special stage DSS. Uh, was going to leave at 7.30 in the morning. So for those of you playing the home game right now, uh, let me see. I can check the time here. Okay. It is 8.56 p.m. here on the West Coast. So if you're on Pacific time, it is 8.56 p.m. right now here on the West Coast. It is 7.56 a.m. in Saudi Arabia right now. So if you're on Pacific time, it is an 11 hour. So subtract one hours and then switch, subtract one hour. And then switch it from AM to PM. So they are literally like polar opposites of what we are doing here uh, or where we're broadcasting from at the Adventure Taco Studios here in sunny, rainy, kind of weird weather California right now. But anyway, that is where we're located. That is stage number two. They're going to be getting an early start. So 
We'll jump over to the next episode here in just a minute so you guys can check that one out as well because we've got stage two to talk about and then we've got stage three that's actually being fired off right now as we record this. So with that being said, guys, stay tuned for the... Come on, come on. We're getting we're getting warmed up here, guys. We still got 15 episodes of this to go or 12. Yeah, probably 15 episodes of this to go. So anyway, get warmed up. Remember, guys, in the meantime, shiny side up on the gas. It'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and, of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.